Hello, my lovely ladies and menstruators alike. Welcome to the fifth episode of the She Eats podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping women learn how to support their hormones and overall health through nutrition and fitness. My name is Katie Markle. I am a kinesiologist, corrective exercise specialist, holistic health practitioner, and nutritionist. I specialize in supporting women on their health journeys to heal their hormones naturally and achieve weight loss or their body composition goals and half the time through cycle sync nutrition and fitness. In today's episode, we are going to talk about perimenopause and menopause. I've been getting a lot of questions around this lately, so, so I'm going to cover what perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause are what's going on in your body, what you can do to make this a smoother transition, and how your diet and fitness change once you get there. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. So menopause is the date that marks one year since your final period. Perimenopause is any length of time leading up to that final period where hormones start to become dysregulated. And this can last anywhere from one to 10 years and women can actually experience a wide variety of symptoms during this time. And it really depends on does estrogen go too high, in which case you may experience more PMS-like symptoms such as breast tenderness, mood swings, bloating, cramping, or if estrogen goes too low, in which case you will experience more of those hot flashes, night sweats, and sleep disturbances. And this can fluctuate throughout that entire time. Also, periods may become closer together or they may become longer apart. But eventually the ovaries will stop producing estrogen, they'll stop releasing an egg, and therefore they'll stop producing progesterone. In one year from this point, from that final period, a woman has officially entered menopause. And while this has been chalked up as something to be feared and this horrible transition in life, these hot flashes, everything's going to happen. Never fear, ladies, whether this is in your future or you are here now, there are natural things we can do to help make this a smooth transition. Since ancient times, healers have been using herbs to heal and alleviate symptoms of various ailments to include PMS and menopause symptoms. In recent years, studies have been done on those herbs to confirm or deny their efficacy. And guess what, ladies? They work. Many of the herbs we're going to go over today also help with PMS and hormone balancing, and we'll do an entire episode just for that. But because I've gotten so many questions recently on perimenopause and menopause, I wanted to cover that sooner rather than later because all of this does still apply to you. You can kind of think about this time as puberty in reverse. You still have hormones, and there's still a lot we can do to balance those to make this a smoother transition and to also help out your metabolism through all of this. And so you feel better, so you keep moving, so you keep making the decisions that are gonna further you towards your health goals. So what are some of these herbs? One of the most common symptoms experienced by women going through perimenopause and menopause are the hot flashes and the night sweats. And herbs that have shown positive effects across the three-month period were chaseberry, donkai, and black coash. These help to alleviate hot flash symptoms altogether. Another concern for women going through the second wave of puberty is bone loss. A really cool study found women who took red clover saw no loss in bone mineral density compared to the placebo group. How wild is that? And if ladies, if you are not aware of a super scary but all too real fact, once you are over the age of 65, if you fall and break your hip, you are 40% more likely to die within the next year. So it is super critical that we take care of our bones. Also, when you have less bone, you have less ability to build and maintain muscle. 
which leads me to metabolism. If you caught the carbs or strength training episode, we talked about how important muscle is for our metabolism. It literally makes up the largest component of something called our BMR. We also discussed that age plays a component in that as well. So as we're getting older, to offset that decrease in our metabolism from age, we need to increase it by increasing our muscle mass, which is also going to help with insulin resistance. It's going to help protect those bones in case you do have a fall. And having more muscle puts more stress on the bone, which promotes a cell working called osteoblast, which lays down new bone. Something that estrogen does is it downregulates or decreases the activity of a cell called an osteoclast, which causes the reabsorption of bone. So as our estrogen gets lower, we don't have that process taking place to slow down the reabsorption of bone. So we really need to attack it head on and make sure we are doing that resistance training to not only increase our metabolism, but also to protect our bones. In the carbs episode, we talked about how estrogen has a very protective effect on insulin. So when estrogen goes down, as we enter perimenopause and menopause, our likelihood for insulin resistance goes up. And so again, we need to combat that head on. And a great way to do that is making sure that you build and maintain your muscle. My ladies just completed a seven day of 20 minutes a day strength training mini challenge. And that's all it takes. Just doing 15 to 20 minutes a day of a little bit of resistance training, you don't have to do these big hour blocks of time. So learning to work that into your day is uber, uber critical. When we have enough muscle, the carbs we do eat, because we don't want to have to give those up in this portion of our life, that will help your body have a place for that sugar to go so it can pull it out of your blood, move it into the muscle, and not put you at risk for things like type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Other things we can do to help with glucose metabolism during this time are intermittent fasting, doing fasted cardio, and then adding in those tips and tricks like the vinegar and the fiber and the walks right after eating to help our body utilize that sugar and not leave it in our bloodstream. We talked about the carb timing with your cycle. And ladies, you can still do this going into perimenopause, menopause, and it'll actually kind of help your body stay in a little bit of that rhythm. But it's really cool because it becomes even more predictable because there aren't as many changes going on. And so we can put you on a pretty regular schedule, tailor it to your lifestyle and cycle those carbs to still deplete the glycogen stores, put you in that fat burning state and then give you those refeed times. Another really important thing that we have to pay attention to during this time is cortisol levels. Estrogen helps to decrease cortisol levels, which is that stress hormone. So when estrogen becomes low, we have to work on stress management, timing our carbs correctly because carbs are the one food source that can literally bring down cortisol. So we have to do all the things we've been talking about to help our body process those carbs so we can have those carbs, keep the cortisol down. And honestly, who just isn't happy eating carbs? So ladies, let's review this a little bit. Three things you can do to help with your body composition goals and your overall health once you enter perimenopause and menopause. The first one is strength training. Just 20 minutes a day of resistance training, making sure you are building that muscle, which I also want to bring us back to the fact of protein, making sure that you are getting enough protein to build and maintain that muscle. And also that will help keep your blood sugar regular. So strength training, protein, make sure you are building that muscle. The next one is intermittent fasting. That is really going to help with the glucose metabolism. It's also going to, going to help with gut health, 
which is going to help with cortisol. And inside of the intermittent fasting, we talked about the fasted cardio and the other little tips and tricks to help you process some carbs, like having some apple cider vinegar before your meals or having a vinaigrette, making sure you're getting plenty of fiber and then taking little walks right after you eat. And then finally is carb cycling. And we're going to follow that same carb timing. But we get to time it a little bit more to your day-to-day because your hormone fluctuations are different. So we get to manipulate this in a different way for you once you've gone into perimenopause and menopause. So ladies, if you found value in this episode or know a lady who would, please share it, leave a review and subscribe to my channel so you can stay up to date on the newest science on women's health and hormones and how we can tailor our nutrition and fitness to that. If you would like to be a part of the free community of amazing women, I will link that in the show notes. And until next time, she lives, she loves, And she eats.